Hello and welcome to the podcast. Today's podcast is slightly different. We're actually taking the audio that we've done from our latest webinar, which was painless weight loss, um, and we're going to give you that. So it's quite a long one, and then you need to bear in mind that the people that we were talking to could see the slides. Now, you should be able to keep up with it because obviously it's not too complicated because we enjoy doing it. Um, but yeah, we think it's really, really good obviously valuable information so you know kind of sit back grab yourself a cup of tea and enjoy it so we're going to cover why people find dieting painful how you can cut through their bullshit what to eat and why how to make a diet fit you and how to have a drink and kind of still lose weight so it's all great information uh, like i said it might sound a little bit confusing if we're kind of referring to stuff that's on the screen but just keep up with us and enjoy The good, the bad, the ugly, ugly, ugly. Welcome to Sustain Nutrition's podcast, Chewing the Fat, where Joe and James will be discussing all things good, bad and ugly regarding training and nutrition. So pull up your pants, put your best foot forward and get ready for some serious oral pleasure. Without further ado, here are your hosts, Joe and James. All right, here we go. Who are we? What do we do? Me, you. I'm James. <laughs> and I'm Joe. Hang on. Oh, uh, sorry. <laughs> oh. Still there. I just what you've been funny about doing yeah. all day. <laughs> I made the slide show. I've not seen it yet. <laughs> so we've got James, we've got Joe, and of course we've got Fenton the dog. Where's Fenton? He's on a haircut. Come here, bud. Fenton the dog is our uh, lucky mascot. He's our mascot. He's part of the team. The sausage dog, the office he's, dog. He's too heavy, though, so I'll hold him back two seconds. So both myself and Joe are highly experienced personal trainers. Um, I've don't know. I, is that it? Is that no, no. Well, I'm kind of thinking. I've forgotten how long I've been personal training. Thought we set up sustain, but we got that kind of like 15, nearly 20 years of combined experience within personal training mm. in both kind of commercial facilities and then private facilities as well. And then we set up sustain nutrition after Joe. I have to give him credit for it. Came up with the the idea of the concept of it um, just over three years ago. Uh, and since then, we've been running this full time. Yeah. So we've learned. Absolutely loads. I remember when we first started and we thought, you know, we'll have it all nailed down within a year. We're still kind of changing and tweaking the system now because we're just finding ways to do things better. And coaching really is a skill and it's something that we've both kind of really got involved in and, and, and worked on and gotten better at and people have gotten better and better results and as part of an easier and easier service, which is kind of what we set out to do. So, yes. Yeah, I'll just say, you know, kind of we work because we saw a kind of a gap in the market or a um, whole failing in the in the kind of, kind of the diet system the diet industry where people kind of sell generic food plans or you know sell certain cookbooks and things like that and it just wasn't really addressing the issues where people go wrong you know people know how to eat healthy they're just not doing it and that's kind of where we step in is kind of looking at the people's routines people's habits you know their behaviors the foods you know that they tend to overindulge on and addressing those issues, kind of taking it right back to kind of root cause, as opposed to just saying, here's three meals, eat these continuously until you lose weight. We kind of try and fix the problem as opposed to 
um, just the, what's the word I'm looking for? Painting the leaves? That's not the word, is it? No. You mean? Yeah, we kind of fixed the root cause instead of just kind of um, the symptoms. There we go, I got it in the end. <laughs> Put your teeth in. Yeah, happy with that? Yeah, you good? You're good to go. So yeah, so we've been running Sustain for the last three years, and then, I'll say, as we mentioned it, last year we got voted two of the top nutrition coaches in the UK, which was great, because when the email came through, I thought it was one of those where they were going to be like, asking us for money for diamonds. Like, <laughs> it's not true. Right, so what you are going to, well, what we're going to teach you in tonight's seminar, webinar. So why you find dieting painful. So we'll go through the reasons that people struggle, how to cut through the BS, aka bullshit. I can swear it's after the watershed. Yeah, I can do what I like. I do what I bloody well like. Uh, what to eat and why, how to make a diet fit you, how to have a drink and still lose weight, which is probably why the majority of you are here, and much more because we do tend to waffle, go on tangents. We don't waffle, we give concise... Goals, nuggets. Yeah, perfect nuggets. So here we go. So a couple of people that we've worked with. So we're going to share some of the secrets that we've worked with. <laughs> Just going down into the cellar. With our clients, we're going to use the techniques or we're going to teach you the techniques that we use with our clients and how they get these fantastic results. So Rebecca, who is actually a professional cake maker and runs a very busy cafe in Leeds, so is around cake 24-7. Uh, like me and James, really. Yeah. She says, I don't feel deprived of that on a diet because I really enjoy the food I'm eating and still have regular meals out of the occasional drink. You tell this plan to whatever you want it to be, however it's a fit into your lifestyle. So again, Someone who eats a lot of cake, or is around a lot of cake. She does still eat a lot of cake, and she does enjoy going out and getting little bevies. And then the next one, I'll just move my screen. So Sue said, I've never felt deprived of anything. I've continued my social life, just made different choices, and straight back on plan the next day. And she is a 50-year-old busy woman and still managed to get amazing results. So... Moving on, because stick around to the end, we've got a fantastic offer for you, because if it wasn't an offer at the end, it wouldn't be a webinar. So why is weight loss so damn painful? Uh, just waiting for an audience now. Right, it's too hard. So quite often people will set off at the wrong pace for their dieting yeah so because people want the fastest results possible is people will take all of the measures available to them so if you look at it as you have so many bullets to fire people have a tendency to fire them all at once but this means it's really difficult to do you know it's always hard to make changes whatever they whatever they be that you're looking to achieve the more you try and do it once the harder it is for you to do these consistently and the bigger the change the more you're going to have to give up the more you're going to have to be organized and the more you're going to have to sacrifice. And ultimately, people then find it too difficult. It's really uncomfy. So if you look at it from a traditional dieting standpoint, people take away all of the high-calorie foods they enjoy. They bring in all of the foods that they're not used to eating, lots of veg, lots of salad. They increase the exercise. They take the alcohol out. They, and they'll have to reduce the socializing. So a lot of their pleasure from their life is gone, and it's just too hard. Yeah, it tends to be especially, you know, kind of the reason why we put this webinar on in January is because this is the time that everyone does it like Joe said you kind of you shoot everything all at once so you completely change your diet you stop smoking you turn vegan you do run every day January where are you going mm. so what do you, do you have uh, questions no 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 don't worry about it no. run every day January you know kind of cut out sugar 
stop smoking. I don't know if I said that because Joe disturbed me. Uh, and it's just, it's all too much. And that's why it's so short lived because, again, it's just like setting off at the wrong pace. So you've got a journey ahead of you, you know, just like you set out for a five or 10K run. You don't sprint straight into a marathon. You need to set off at a pace and it's going to be different for everyone. So I'm obviously going to go very, very slow, <laughs> whereas some other people will be able to run a lot faster than me. So it's just setting off for that pace so you don't end up gassing out and having to drop out of the race, which is what happens all the time with people when they're dieting. Stop rocking the table. Oh, Jesus Christ. So lazy. Yeah, so it's too hard is a real common one. People will just go too fast, too hard, trying to do 62 spin classes a week, eat a lettuce leaf and you know, lick of an ice cube a day, and they're just going to burn out and crap out. One reason why it sucks and it's painful. It's too confusing. So often with the fitness industry and the dieting industry on the whole, you have lots of people trying to sell things. So people will put out stark opinions or stark views because everyone's looking for the magic bullet. So people will push certain bullets because then you can make more money. You know, if you think you've got the or if you tell people that you've got the, the easiest way to lose fat, that thing that they've been missing, then people will buy it. And then you then have people arguing. And often, unfortunately, most people in the fitness industry agree. No one will question that a lot of veg is good for you and calories will make you fat. You know, there's a few people who will. But on the whole, people tend to agree on about 95% of what's being said. But people focus on the small details. You know, certain people selling certain products will push those small details. People will focus too much on the on the minutiae, so their carb timing, the exact number of grams ketones. that they need, yeah, ketones, which ab exercise is the best. So that's the, the you know the small details are where there's room to disagree. But on the whole, people tend to agree, and people just get caught up with all these the different opinions, and then rather than kind of focusing on the basics, they make it too hard for themselves. And again, because it's not something that they're comfortable with then they just unfortunately give up because they haven't found a, a trustworthy voice yeah so you kind of you go back through history there was the whole kind of fat debacle where everyone went kind of low fat and then sugar became the enemy and then you know keto is really big now paleo was really big a few years ago you know atkins diet zones diet weight watch vegetarian slim world, yeah bigger, vegetarian it? vegan all these things so people don't know where to turn and what it tends to happen is you get that kind of that overwhelm because there's so much information out there that you know one week you're trying to go vegan and the next week you're trying to go keto and then you're trying to go keto with fasting and then you're trying to go keto with fasting but with you know insulin spiking and it just you know the kind of the, it's um paralysis by over analysis so there's so much stuff going on that you just end up doing nothing and that's another reason why it kind of fails because you end up kind of hopping from well Sandra from HR said her friend did keto and, you know, fat melted off her, but then so-and-so did the insanity workouts and she got shredded and I want to see someone was cycling and it looked like they were in a rotisserie chicken. It was some kind of, I'll show you later. It was like a no, sunbed. that South Park episode. <laughs> no, it's like a sunbed, but with like the heat lamps that you get like in a beer garden. Right. Like close to them, saying that they burnt like 700 calories. Anyway. I digress. And got skin graft. <laughs> yeah, and got really crispy skin. <laughs> Delicious. Well, uh, so it just doesn't fit. Again, it comes down to people taking on too much at once and trying a bit too hard. So a perfect example is people weighing their food or trying to do something for seven days a week, 12, sorry, 
four weeks a month, 12 months a year. So it becomes something that's just impossible for them to keep doing because it doesn't fit their lifestyle. So rather than looking at their own lifestyle and seeing what they can do, people buy a plan off the shelf and just try to follow it religiously and diligently. And whilst it's admirable, it's ineffective, unfortunately, because again, it's just too hard and you take away all that pleasure out of your life. And it's not gonna be something that people want to do because they sacrifice all the, the pleasure of their life to, to lose a few pounds and the reward is never gonna be worth it. You know, you're never gonna lose enough weight to make it worthwhile because it's there's more to life than, than just losing weight. So rather than trying to change everything, this is what we're trying to counter. Yeah, I think, you know, for me, this one is, you know, there's too much of the kind of diet industry where people are trying to fit around an approach. So people are, again, you know, going back to keto or true people are trying to force themselves to do fasting or, you know, they're trying to avoid sugar or they're trying to avoid fats and stuff like that. And it's a lot of people trying to fit around an approach when really you want an approach that fits around you because obviously that's going to fit into your life. So if you're, uh, you know, a busy mom and you've got a job, you know, is kind of weighing spinach and onions and having every single meal that you ever going to consume prepped and ready to go. Is that practical? Does that fit your life? You know, can you have family meals? Does that account for you, you know, going out with your partner on a bit of a date night, going away for a weekend, you know, having family meals, stuff like that. So it's got to be something that approaches. So if you've got a real strict meal plan, I thought you were going to Bangkok me. <laughs> if you've got a really strict meal plan, which says you have to have 47 grams of asparagus and, you know, 52 grams of um, white fish, but actually you'd rather go out for a Sunday dinner, then that doesn't fit your life, you know what I mean? Because then that kind of plan is scrapped. And if you can't see yourself, you know, tracking calories every single day, you know, if we work with people who track calories, it'll be great tracking their Monday to Friday. Then come the weekend, Saturday, Sunday, they don't track them. It kind of negates the whole point of them tracking because it just doesn't fit with their life it, it's just making things much more difficult it needs to be because you know i'd say 99 percent of our clients do not need to track calories yeah and still get the fantastic results that you see when we post them cool last one you concentrate on all the wrong things yeah so obviously because i didn't know what the slides were coming, <laughs> kind of, kind of coming from before but people just get lost in the smaller details so things I'd like you to just read off the notes you've made. I know you've got some good ones there already. No, I'm good. Oh, is it not? Is that not, <laughs> is that, is that not the stock cube thing? No, no, no. Yeah, well, these are just kind of ones off the head. So, again, we'll have, you know, because we work with our clients every single day, so it's a lot of coaching. So it's a lot of back and forth and kind of find out where people are at so we can start them off at the right pace and, you know, at the right level for them. Again, another thing, you know, because we work with people the way they come in, people's diets are so vastly different, you know, kind of if you've got someone who eats, you know, well, Monday to Friday, and then kind of is a bit crap on a weekend. It's vastly different to someone who has like one meal a day, you know, on an evening because they've starved themselves and yada yada. But, but probably gone off on a digression there. Concentrate on the wrong things. So you focus on the minors instead of the majors. So again, you're worrying about things like using seasoning, using OXO cubes, you know, kind of having tomato ketchup. I had someone who weighed the tomato ketchup. Like, if you think that you have gained weight or you're, you know, you're on this for a reason. You're on this webinar, watching this seminar for a reason because, you know, you were interested in losing weight. If you think you have gained weight because you've eaten too many apples or you've had too much tomato ketchup, 
it's probably well you know you haven't it's as simple as that you know you need to look at the bigger picture you know you need to look at addressing the foods or the behaviors or the habits you have that have caused you to gain weight and not focus on things like saying oh well i had berries so i shouldn't really have an apple because that's too many carbs things like that they're not going to be affecting you yeah the things that people think are the problems when they first start are so rarely the case so people say things like i just need to know you know, I just need some meal ideas or I just need the right training plan. And then you look at their food and they're having, you know, large calorie intakes on several days a week or on one day a week. And it's just as plain as day once you see the food written down, what the problem is. And it's just maybe it's kind of unawareness or people just aren't aware of how many calories they consume sometimes. They, people, you know, we have this belief that we can get away with certain things and people have a, a hope that, oh, you know, I can eat this and lose weight. And actually, you know, you you can only work with what's in front of you, and some people can get away with eating lots of food off plan and losing weight, but a lot of people can't, and you can't really compare yourself to other people. You have to look at this as a, as a journey of one. Um, so by tracking your food and logging it, we can then assess exactly what it is that you need to do, and 19 times out of 20, it's because there's an instance or two or three to a week where too many calories are taken in. Um, you know, people said before, to, I remember someone saying to me, you know, I've got damaged metabolism, I'm not eating enough to lose weight. You know, I could probably find 10 examples of this where within a week they've dropped three or four pounds. It was just because they were being inconsistent. Yeah, they were focusing their energy in the kind of wrong areas and trying to be perfect on this and that. But then there was massive holes in it. You know, it's that kind of like if you've got a huge leak and you're kind of worrying about what mop you're going to use to, to mop it up, that's you need to address the leaks first. You need to kind of figure out what's going on for that. So quick question, make sure you're all still awake. Anyone guilty of these or kind of what do you think is your kind of major, major flaws or why you find weight loss so painful or have done previously? What are you hearing so far? You know, who's guilty of kind of some of the things that we've addressed or where have you struggled or where do you struggle? So we can kind of tailor our approach a little bit. Obviously, we're going to go through the solutions to these problems. Oh, that would just be a really shit. I've definitely done seminar. I've definitely done number one and number three. Yes. And number four. I've, <laughs> I've never found it too confusing, but the other ones I've done done on mass. So yeah, guys, what are you hearing? Who's who struggled? Presuming that you've all struggled, this is probably, I'm guessing, not your first radio. Radio? Radio. I've been too lazy and really not understood what I was doing wrong. Cool. Well, that's all right because you know clarity is a great thing, and the reason I go to like the dentist or a mechanic is because they know what they're doing. So you're in the right place because we'll tell you where you go wrong. Teeth are car size too, so I was going to say. <laughs> so, oh, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Motivation, uh, sticking to it. Okay, Lucy. So I'll call you out on that one. So sticking to it. So why do you find it hard to stick to something? Is it because it's too hard? Is it because it's too confusing? Is it because it just doesn't fit? Is it all the above? Mm. Spoke quite fast there, didn't it? Wrapped it. Got a bit carried away. Laura said all of them. Near enough. My days are constantly changing. I work silly hours at times, which would make prep hard. Add to that lack of discipline at times, I could fall a long way off the wagon. All know. right. So, Adam, you know, easy one for you, and we can work with you that because you've signed up for the coaching, is making sensible choices when you're out. So, you know, if you go to the supermarket, there's so many good choices. Even if you go to like a Tesco Express, so you don't have to go for a, you know, a high calorie, low nutrition, low satiety meal deal. There's loads of different options. So it's just fine. And again, what fits for you? Because if you're on a meal plan, you'll be screwed. Mm. Mm. Happy? Yeah, do you want to read a couple more? 
<laughs> just too strict. I'm the one on the apple. I suppose, yeah. Cool. Right. So, cracking on. Making, making poor choices when hungry. I would put that as the root of the vast majority of people's struggles, Gav. Yeah. Number one reason for binging is hunger. Right. So, our solution. Really? I think so. You know what's going to come next? Not really. Sick red goals. All right. And see what is in the gap. So a huge thing for us is is goal setting or the lack of goal setting or the lack of depth in goal setting is probably more than one. People will always kind of come to the plan. We get them to fill out a questionnaire. Ask them what their kind of long-term goal is, short-term goals. Is. It's usually I want to lose five kilos. Long-term goal, I want to lose 10 kilos. Great. Is that going to keep you motivated? Is it? No. It might do. It might do. It will keep some people motivated. But on the whole... People are, they find it quite hard if you press them to tell you why they've done something. Um, people kind of have these vague buzzwords, often kind of confidence, health, feel better. But then once you, you dig a little bit deeper and you kind of look at the why, and one of my favorite questions is, you know, what are you looking for? Confidence, right? Give me the single instance in the past six months when you felt the least confident. And you will dredge up some really emotive, heartfelt stuff. And this is what you need to keep at the front of your mind. Because if all you're thinking is confidence or five kilos, when you're hungry and you're tired or you've not got your food prepped or any of the reasons that people have just listed, and the word is just confidence, then you're going to go, oh, sod it, I really do fancy a twirl or a meal deal or whatever it is. And you're going to have it because you haven't got a clear why in front of your head. And I know that when I've kind of achieved the biggest thing is because I've known exactly what I've wanted. And some people really struggle with keeping these things at the front of their mind. So if it comes naturally to you, then great. But if not, which is probably why you're here, because you struggle with this, then you need to take the time to put these goals, you know, take some time to think about them and then keep them in front of you, whether that be taking photos, whether it be writing them down. That's why you've got the journals now, is to make sure that people have got the options to, to physically remind themselves these things, because it's hard to remember that. You know, once you've been on a journey the first week, is a piece of cake. People, you know, look past this so so often. It's like the first hundred meters of a race. Yeah, of you know, of a marathon, not yeah. a sprint. So people, you know, it's super easy when you're focused and everything's going your way because you've prepped. But what happens when it's not? You, know, you need to make sure that you've got this focus to help keep you focused. Because otherwise, it, you know, it's so damn hard. So many people struggle with it. It is a billion-dollar industry for a reason because it means so much to people, but they find it so hard. So you really <laughs> have to invest your time to get the most out of this. Yeah, so kind of the the goals that we're talking about. So you're looking deep at those. If your goal is to lose 10 kilos because you want to, you know, it's why? Like, yeah, why is that important? Or because I want to improve my confidence. Okay, so why is that important? Because, you know, I don't feel attractive around my partner. I'm self-conscious of my picture being taken. So why do you want to change that? You know, what would what would be different in your life if that changed? Like, oh, I'd feel like my old, you know, how I used to. I'd be, you know, happier, be more confident in my relationship with better. These are all great goals and it's digging a lot deeper. You know, you've gone from weight loss to, you know, wanting to have a, you know, a happier relationship with your partner, maybe a better role model for your kids, etc. So these are great. These are all pushing you towards happiness. But then it's important to remember that, you know, people are more likely to move away from pain than move towards pleasure. So you need to remember kind of how you're feeling now and try and move away from that. So, you know, if you're feeling overweight and you're feeling self-conscious, how does that make you feel? Because these are the kind of things 
especially the work for me, I'm quite kind of on that negative side of, of motivation. It's like, I don't want to feel like this anymore. So this is what I want to move away from as opposed to, you know, it's good to aspire towards your goal, but it's also good to kind of <clears throat> remember how bad you felt right in this moment and how much you want to move away from it. Yeah, it's kind of push and pulls. So sometimes you see people that have a really good push to get them away from where they are right now and they'll lose kind of three or four pounds and they'll go, oh, I've done it. You know, if you have a really strong pull, then that's going to help keep you going. And it's just making sure that you you tick as many of these boxes as possible because it really is worth your time to, to do this. Right, so we'll move on to see what is in the gap, which is quite unusual for people. I'm glad you are going to cover this. I don't know what it means. Either. I'm going to cover this one. So see what's in the gap. So this is a really good tool. So obviously that's you, pointing at you. Could be me or you. Strong Tash. And then the goal, I've obviously chosen Wonder Woman because who doesn't want to be Wonder Woman? My first crush. Quads. Absolute crush not a very practical superhero suit so you've got you you've got i don't know where i'm pointing on the screen you've got you and you've got your goal and then you've obviously got the gap in the middle so the gap is basically what needs to change so what kind of habits behaviors choices do you need to change to get to your goal to kind of become the person you need to be so if every weekend you go out and you you know get absolutely smashed also let's use adam for an example so Adam works away a lot, so he might make poor choices while he's away. And then when he falls off plan, he falls off real hard. So that is something that needs to address. So he needs to kind of start planning out what he's going to pick up. You know, maybe if he's going to the same places with work, what food places are nearby? You know, kind of what can he do to limit any damage that he's going to do? What choices does he have available? You know, how can he keep himself motivated? You know, how can he overcome the obstacles? of you know what causes him to fall off plan is it a lack of motivation is it a lack of focus is it a lack of results you know all these things are in that gap they're all the things that are stopping you from getting to your goal so you need to kind of think about where you want to be you know where you're at now and kind of think about what needs to change and that's what becomes part of your plan so whether that's to be more consistent you know whether that's to you know prep more be more focused have better goals these are all things that you can address and you need to think about so you can already see you know for those people who are working with us it, kind of sustained nutrition we're not just like oh here's a meal plan i want you to hit 1600 calories a day because that just don't work doesn't work you know what i mean people will say to us oh i just need to be told what macros to hit i just need some you know food ideas some clients you worked with didn't they said i just need meal plans and that stack of hello fresh recipe ads stack of uh, recipe books and access to the fucking internet, which has <laughs> 6 billion recipes on and 1,200 different calorie More counters. recipes than you could cook in a lifetime. Yeah, yeah, if it was as simple as you need some calories to hit and you need some recipes, then you're on the internet right now and everything would be solved. Oh, can I say my thing? No. Shh. <laughs> 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 yes. ah. So what you've got to look at, you've got to look at these things as a technical or adaptive problem. Oh, nice. I, I remember what it is. Um, so think about breaking your arm. This is a technical problem. So what I mean by that is you go to the doctor, he puts your arm in a cast, he x-rays it when it's done. You never have to think about it again. Fat loss is not a technical problem. And using calories in, calories out is a technical solution. It's saying, eat this, job done. It's not that simple. It's an adaptive problem because there's times when you have the technical solution in your hands. You eat fewer calories, you train a bit more. That is not going to cut the mustard because there's times when you're not going to want to follow it. You know, I've had food in my fridge before and not eaten it and ordered out instead. You have to look at the actual situation that's going on. And there's times when you'll be able to follow this really easily, often in the first week. And there's times when you're really going to struggle. And they're the times you've got to work and you've got to learn on. 
because you know we see people go i'm going to start in a couple of weeks or a couple of months you know when everything's settled down what about when it unsettles yeah. if you don't learn these skills then you're going to lose weight when your schedule is quiet and then you're going to gain it when things go off plan because you haven't found solutions to problems and that's what that gap is in front of you that is finding solutions to your problems and that is a skill that takes time and takes real effort and that's what the coaching individual coaching and the group coaching is about is giving people ways to find this because people just don't do it is people make the same mistakes over and over and over again without ever looking back because it's hard because it's painful no one likes to go when was i crap and what could i do about it but the more you do that the more successful you'll be and odds on you're making the same four or five mistakes week in you know month after month so if you can get those fixed then you're going to be in a much better position. They'll probably never be fixed, but if you find some solutions, then it's going to be easy for you to overcome those problems going forward. Yeah, it's just improving your skill set. Like Joe said, some shit is always going to happen. It's always going to happen, and the same shit is going to keep on happening. And if you don't change your behaviors, if you don't increase your skill set, then like Joe said, you know, you're still going to hit that drift. You're still going to hit that low point, but you're going to bounce back much quicker because you've got the skills to deal with it. But if you just ignore it and do the old kind of like, no, oh, well, tomorrow's a new day, not if with the same behaviors. You can't yeah. get a new result with the same old behaviors. You need to change this. Yeah, I love my job, but that is one of the, the more, more frustrating, frustrating ones. Yeah. Yeah, is when people say, you know, tomorrow's a new day. Well, it is, but you haven't learned anything from it. You know, my my I was going to say, what my, you one, gonna... my one's like, imagine if your spouse or your child came home from school or work and said, "I punched someone and broke their nose today," but I'm not going to worry about it because tomorrow's a new day. Well, no, that's a you know, this is a negative situation that's going to impact your life going forwards. You have to look at the whys. You have to solve it. It's no good brushing these issues under the carpet because they're just not going to get solved there. Yeah, and the end of it knows is like <laughs> Oh, I'm getting my reset, and I'll tell you. I'll right. tell you, you're comfy right So, <laughs> yeah, shame me. We've got the kind of the blueprint, so we know that we need to overcome these obstacles. So we've got our list of obstacles. We've got our list of solutions or things that we're going to try kind of get from where we're at now to our goal so the next thing is keep it simple sister i went for sister yeah. normally it's keep it simple stupid but i thought i'd be down with the kids so by keeping it simple like i said it's as we addressed before it's not getting caught up in the minutiae and going well how many grams of this do i need to have should i have this you know it's looking at the bigger picture is what is your issue is it that you get hungry and you know you tend to binge eat on a on an evening you know when your partner's gone to sleep is it like adam is you know you get caught shots you just go oh i'm just gonna have a meal deal because that's familiar to me is it you know the idea that you've had two biscuits so i've ruined my day now so i might as well just slash all the tires on my car you know, get all my questions wrong so it's just keeping it simple and addressing those the bigger issues and not kind of worrying about these small things that are going to have very, very little effect on your results. I think people struggle to just put something into into practice and they're kind of hoping there's going to be this magic formula. And often you just have to try something. So, you know, I'll say to people, you know, what what meals could you have next week? And people go, I don't know. Like, you just need to start with one thing. I'm or not just say, I'm, I'm going to, you know, kind of what's the plan? I'm going to limit drinks. Okay. Yeah, super vague. Yeah, you're, you're, you're leaving too many options open. So when people say, oh, I'm going to food prep, well, that's really hard. You know, if you've got someone who's never food prepped in their life to try and then prep all their meals for the week ahead, it's a huge time investment. And like we said before, if something's too hard or it's too challenging, then it's not going to be stuck to. So you need to just make it really simple. So first of all, 
you know, if you're struggling to stick to plan, then, you know, what can you do? I could buy a pack of ham. I'd buy one nutritious food. So whether that be a protein, a fat, a carb, or a veg sauce that you enjoy, start with one thing. Think about where you're going to buy it from. You know, get a delivery in. There's always a solution to the problem. You just need to find the easiest one. That's one of my favorite kind of monikers to say to people, is just make it as easy as possible. So my thing is that I wake up every morning and I've got four Tupperwares ready. Now, that's something that's taken me time to... We're all fed of urine. <laughs> it's taken me time to perfect, but it doesn't take me that long now because I found easy ways of doing it. So I have slow cookers that have got a kilo of meat in. Now that's you know seven meals for the week for me. So I make my life easier with things like a slow cooker, things like a rice cooker, and it just takes so much of the stress away and makes it easier for me to stick to plan. And that's often what I try to get kind of the people that I coach to do. And, you know, when we're speaking on social media and through different pieces of content, then that's what I really try and push people towards. Yeah. Same thing with me. Like it's just make it as easy as possible for whether that's buying, you know, prepped meals or low prep, no prep, you know, kind of meals, things, even like a lot of the ready meals you know, these days are really good. You can pick up some really good stuff from Lidl's, from Max and Spencer's, from Aldi. City if, kitchens. If you're more kind of more budget like me. Um, just look for simple stuff. Like the other day, you know, I had no food in. So went um, stir fry veg, uh, a coconut and lime sauce from Morrison's, two boxes of prawns, microwave rice. You know, you've got a meal in six minutes there, and it's easy. It's no prep. So just keeping it as simple as possible, as easy as possible for you to hit your goals mm. and solve those problems. Is that all making sense? I hope so. So here we go. So we're looking to add quality and then limit quantity. So first we're going to address the ad quality, which is probably like the cornerstone of what sustained nutrition is about. So the reason we tell people they don't have to weigh their food to lose weight is because we've had massive success with getting people to follow this pattern. So three protein sources a day, veg at two instances healthy fats at two instances so what i mean by that is i'm not saying to have some spanish 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 spinach in your smoothie and then you know some spring onions in your omelet in the evening that's not really going to class as a veg twice a day you're looking to get to try and get five fruit and veg over the course of the day but over two servings so everything there the protein the fats the veg the water is designed to keep you as full as possible on as few calories as possible and the reason that is good is because so much of excessive calorie consumption is because people are hungry and they do not have nutritious food to hand. So they choose higher quality options. When your blood sugar gets low, your body will start to get desperate because it will wonder where the next meal is coming from. And this is when people will crave the sugar and they'll crave the instant energy. If you lived in the desert your whole life, your body would not reach out for chocolate because it wouldn't know what it was. This is a cultural thing that we've learned because we've had those foods before. So the first time you had a pizza or some chocolate or something that was a, a mixture of carbohydrates and fats, your brain lights up with dopamine and goes, oh my God, this what is, is amazing. This? this is the one. This is what we're going to have when we are struggling. And from then on, you will constantly fight this battle because that's what helps your body survive. It's a large amount of calories that you consume very quickly and very easily. So we have to get the food in that makes it harder to take these things in. So, you know, it's so common to see people go, I wasn't hungry, I didn't have a meal. And then to eat the high sugar, high fats stuff later on because they've let their blood sugar get too low. If you can get the protein, the fats, the veg, and the slow release carbs in, it will absolutely change your life if you haven't done it before because you kind of have a feeling of calm 
Whereas before I know when I've been kind of like a, in a binge or bust scenario and I've not been eating frequently and properly, the, the levels of desperation are so massive that it's so hard to stay on plan. And once you start to get the, the proper food in, everything just gets so much easier and it's just so much more manageable. So that's why we focus on this first. Because if, you if you're used to eating two pizzas a day and you try and cut down to one, it's going to be even harder because you're used to eating that certain amount of calories. So you have to start here. Yeah, so the habits kind of the... The habits that we recommend people do daily, they're not, you know, a be-all and end-all. They're um, suggestions to make this as easy as possible by keeping you as full as possible, making this as enjoyable as possible. So by having, you know, things like protein and veg, they're super, super filling. They're hard to digest. They're going to keep you full for longer. They're going to keep your blood sugar stable. They're going to add lots of volume to your meals, kind of, but at very little calorie expense. So, you know, kind of the example we were kind of banging around is like saying, so say if you, you know, if you had a bowl of chips, you'd eat a bowl of chips really easily. So kind of our idea is you have, you know, if you have a Sunday dinner, so you've got, you know, a chicken breast and a chicken leg, you've got a load of veggies there, you might even have a couple of roast potatoes. You can eat all that and then you can have your chips afterwards. You're going to be much less likely to eat these high calorie chips because you're going to be so full after eating all this delicious protein and veg. So that's kind of the idea behind a lot of the habits that we recommend is they make your food enjoyable, they keep you full, they balance your blood sugar, and they help you control calories without having to count them, without having to weigh and prep all your foods. So this doesn't mean we're saying that you don't or you're not allowed any high-calorie foods or drinks because we're sustained nutrition. We want people to be able to enjoy their lives, to eat, to ultimately eat as many of these things as possible and still make progress. What we're really big on is making sure that people actually enjoy these foods because so many of the, the reasons, you know, the reasons that people listed before that they eat these high calorie foods is because they back themselves into a corner. So they make it harder. They don't have the options. They haven't prepared ahead of time. I want to see people going out for meals with their families and their loved ones or a few drinks, with their friends. I don't want to see people eating box of chocolates because they've had a shit day or, you know, having three off plan meals because they've not prepped their food in advance because they're not actually enjoying it. Now, if you're going to take in 2,000 calories of high, you know, highly processed food, make sure it's something that you really, really enjoy. Make sure that you're eating mindfully. And this is what we really want to try and push is that if you schedule in the foods that ultimately make you unhealthy, then you'll find that you can have them, you know, you end up eating them less often because there's only a few occasions where you really enjoy them. And then when you do have them, they'll be really good because you've not had them so much. You've looked forward to it. And if you do have them scheduled, it's just something to kind of just keep you in there almost. So if you're, you know, you're struggling on a Monday, but you know you've got a treat coming on the Wednesday, it's so much easier. Whereas if you say never again, it's just not going to last, unfortunately. So this is why we're so big on making sure people have got something to look forward to because these foods are so enjoyable and it adds so much to people's lives. Yeah, going back to, you know, the reasons why people find it painful is because, you know, it's massively restrictive. So you go from eating a chocolate bar every single day and having, you know, two bottles of wine on a weekend to having none, you know, trying to do dry January, dry January, trying to cut out chocolate and stuff like that. It's too painful. It's not going to work. And it's just not needed. You know what I mean? If you're having two bottles of wine and, you know, a bar of chocolate every single day, that's a huge amount of calories. So then why don't you have, you know, limit yourself to having, I'm going to have two glasses of wine on a Friday. I'm going to have two glasses of wine on a Saturday. So you've halved your wine intake. I'm going to have a bar of chocolate on a Monday, a Wednesday, and a Saturday. So you're not going for four or trying to go for four, five, six, seven, eight, you know, 10 weeks without these things. You know, 
Monday, I have a bar of chocolate. Okay, so now I've got to wait. Tuesday, I'm not going to have any. Wednesday, I'm going to have some. I'm not going to have any. Thursday, Friday, I'm going to have some on Saturday, but then I can have some wine as well. And it just makes it so much more manageable, so much more enjoyable. You know, you're kind of, you are kind of restricting the amount you have, but you're not completely restricting yourself. You know, you've set a limit. You've scheduled it in because, you know, another kind of mistake people will say is like, oh, well, I'll allow myself some chocolate this weekend or I'll allow myself some wine. And then that kind of snowballs out. Or you might say, I'm going to allow myself three chocolate bars a week. And then you smash them all in on Monday night. And then you've got to wait until the following week. Odds are you're going to eat some more. So that's why, you know, kind of setting limits, scheduling them in so you know what you're going to have, when you're going to have it is a really good idea. And then for whatever reason, if your weight loss does stop, then it's just a nice, easy adjustment from there. You can just pull back a little bit on those or you can look at your food because we'll talk about logging later on. You can look at your food and you can start to adjust that. So you can then either kind of keep these treats in or just keep your progress going. Yeah. Good with that? Yeah. So the more things you do right, the less these kind of things that you're doing, not wrong, but these less these high-calorie choices will affect you. So you just need to kind of do what you said you were going to do more often than you don't. So work on the process and not just the outcome. So this is another kind of fatal mistake we see a lot of people making is they put so much emphasis on the scales and when the scales don't work, you know, in fact, it's not even when they don't get results. Sometimes people are disappointed with the results that they get. Everyone's, no one is really, really overjoyed with it, are they? It, you know, it, it's very rare that people go, that is everything I hoped and a bit more. Everyone wants more. That is just how it works with fat loss, I'm afraid. No, you know, I've never had anyone go to me, oh, you know, my abs are a bit too prominent or I got lean a bit too quickly. <laughs> yeah, I woke up and I'm just, ah, oh, this happened too quick for me. You just have to remember that, that, you know, even the people who lose, you know, eight, ten stone will have those moments or those weeks where they didn't lose any weight. So, yeah, kind of focusing on the scales because everyone knows that kind of – now, another irk of mine is when people call it the sad step unless they lose weight and then it's really, really happy step. So it's just a tool for measuring. But people put so much onus on the scales and their body weight, even though this can massively fluctuate from, you know, kind of um, acute reactions to the foods that you've had, how much hydration you've had, whether you need to do, to do a movement – well, well, yeah. kind of, well, you had too many carbs. Well, you do one, man. <laughs> Try not to sweat. <laughs> There's so many different things that affect it that you shouldn't kind of put all the ownership on that. But people do. So we said, you know, people come and go, I've only lost two pounds this week. Really disappointed. Really disappointed that you're moving towards your goals. Okay, cool. So this is why we're quite keen on outcome-based goals as well. So you've got to think if you're hitting the workouts that you said you're going to do, if you're hitting your steps daily, you know, if you're drinking your water, you're eating your protein, you're hitting your veg, you're sticking to your scheduled treats. These are all things where the goal that you have in mind, whether that's weight loss or, you know, kind of how you want to look or want to be able to perform, that's all going to be kind of an end product of you hitting these outcomes or hitting this process, sorry. So you hit your process day after day, consistency. So you, you know, hit your food, you hit your training, you hit your food, you hit your training, you go to bed early, you know, you do this, you do that. All these things are going to add up to that end result. And ultimately, if you don't do those things, then you're not going to get there. And it's, you know, people do have those times when they'll eat fish and chips and then weigh in, you know, lighter the next morning. That is just how it is. That's not That's a sign. probably because you've done. Well, it, you know, it could well. be any number of things, couldn't it? But it's, 
and it doesn't always add up it doesn't make sense but you know these things average out and over the course of months you know weeks and months and years the people who will lose weight and maintain it will be the people who eat well consistently who balance you know who are in a calorie deficit or maintain a calorie average and who exercise you know people who work hard and train hard and get fitter and get stronger so you, if you're doing everything right and the scales aren't moving then you're not doing everything right then something has to change you can only there's only so many things you can work on, you know, and the pro and sorry, the process is what you can work on. You don't always have influence over the outcome. So some days you get in the scale, just be a little bit higher. It's just how it is. You just got to take a deep breath, get off, don't worry about take it. Take it for what it is. Yeah. Give it a pinch of salt. It's and just... then look back over the process that you've been putting in place. And can you do a bit more? Yeah, of course you can. There's always more you can do. There's always something you could cut back on. You could train a bit harder or train more frequently. Don't throw your teddies at the pram. Because the outcome hasn't gone your way. That's just how life is, you know. It's like, you know, there's, there's so many adages here, aren't there? But it's that thing of, like, if you went to an exam and you couldn't do one question, would you walk out? If you were driving somewhere and you took one wrong, wrong turn, would you, you know, park up and walk out? No, you wouldn't. Failure is just part of life. And this is just one of those facts that you just have to crack on sometimes. Yeah, which goes back to kind of All like the time you have to crack on. Just learn from mistakes. So, as we said, you know, when people go like, oh, tomorrow's a new day. Well, you need to review kind of what happened, why you think it happened what you'll do for next time, you know, kind of what is the lesson to learn from it and then adjust your approach next time because if you do the same thing, same shit is going to happen. Mm. Uh-huh. So, yeah, process-based goals. If you've got a weight loss goal, I strongly suggest you look at setting process-based goals as to what's going to get you there. So, again, looking at what's in the gap, do you need to train three times a week? Do you need to train four times a week? Do you need to, you know, be more consistent with your food? Yes. yes. <laughs> the answer is yes. Okay, oh, oh, don't look at that. <laughs> that says all. Always log a review. If you don't keep score, you can never win. Joe, you talk about the importance of uh, keeping score. Yep, so one of the problems that you have when people first start is their perception of their food is very different to the reality. You are logging. You probably won't know exactly what you're eating because people just are completely unaware of it we just are, i'm done watching, I'm watching you do it <laughs> this was was throwing me off and you just need to have an accurate record that you can look back on so we're talking about process-based goals if you need to adjust your food how are you going to do that without a food log and this is kind of one of my one you know one of the i wouldn't say quirks i maybe guess the issues with macro accounting is because so many people do it vaguely so they're kind of saying, oh, that was about 400 calories, or this was about 500 calories. And people are absolutely awful at guessing calorie amounts. So it just becomes an inaccurate log that you can't tweak, and people are just working off incorrect numbers. That's like me trying to recall my last week's food now. It's not going to work. I'm not going to remember. I'm going to get things really wrong. As soon as you write your food down, things become so much more obvious. And this is why coaching works and the logbooks work, is because it gives people accountability to make them do this and then they can look back and you you'll know it affects the way that people act so they've done you know a study where they leave sweets out in a shopping mall they've got sweets on one side fruit on another people pick up the sweets if you put a mirror in front of it people don't take the sweets they take the fruit because people act differently when they're watched that's just a mirror it's just a perception of being watched let alone you actually have a coach or watching someone, check it, someone checking in it just makes such a big difference and if you don't do this and you know whether you're macro counting or you know working with us whatever it may be you, you know you just have to get it done yeah by logging your food daily again it's going to make you more mindful of your choices i'm not sure if joe covered this because i was too busy writing the you like that hmm? you can you gotta tell it's seamless <laughs> um it's gonna 
show us trends, you know, so you're going to kind of look, right, I had, you know, overnight oats for breakfast, but by 10 o'clock I was starving, so I had to have a snack, you know, then I had a salad for lunch, but then by two, three o'clock, you know what I mean, I was having a massive energy slump and I needed to eat again. So that can kind of, you know, flag up whether meals are the right choices for you, or how to adjust those, you know, it's going to flag up trends, like, you know, we said, if you're getting hungry at four o'clock and then you have to pick something up for your dinner, do you make a poor choice because you're hungry? Right. And maybe need to fit a snack in there. There's all these different things. But like I say, if you're not logging it, it's very hard to only remember the good stuff. You know, very easy to remember yeah, good stuff. Sorry. Um, all right. One of, the, one of the reasons why we come up with the log books is so people can track their own scores. So you can track, you know, on our system, people score their food uh, against the habits that we kind of prescribe or advise and people say uh you know i'm kind of not very happy with my progress i've been doing much better than i have done and then you kind of say have you been tracking your scores no right well you've done great monday to friday all month but then saturday sundays have been really really low and they've kind of forgot about that they won't remember that they've been really good monday and friday they've kind of forgot about kind of all the indiscrepancies and the little stories we tell yeah, ourselves the bits yeah. and bats that happen on a weekend well i've done good this week so i deserve this so just by kind of like being conscious, more conscious of the kind of the choices that you make and actually seeing it on paper, you can see the trends of kind of what's going on, where you might be able to pull it in a little bit, what you can improve, kind of, you know, danger areas, places where you can, you know, flag up, change things. Mm. Yeah. Same thing with training as well. If you don't log your training, you're just kind of pissing in the wind. I feel like I'm going to die still telling people to log their training. With <laughs> <laughs> want of a, a better, oh, what am I going so there you go that is the webinar over i hope you enjoyed it and took some valuable information from it um if you want more info you know we've got loads of free downloads you can check out the website you can also check out the facebook page don't forget to like leave a review for the podcast and don't forget to subscribe and you can keep up to date with our weekly podcasts thanks for listening and speak to you next week